Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, D? Man, this always makes me think I need to be like on a 60s game show, just sipping on a cocktail, you know what I mean? It's good. It's good music. It's good, like, just kind of getting into your groove. That's what we're doing right now, getting into our groove. Hey, have you, uh, you know, I know know a a little bit about you, David. We've been doing this for a while, but I'm not sure I remember what your stance is on Star Wars. Mm. Where do you, where do you where do you land with Star Wars? I'm in the four camp. I'm for Star Wars. Okay, but that's good. But like, where okay. are you? Are you like a super fan? Are you just a regular fan? I, I mean, I've grew up with Star Wars, so I, I don't know how, how how super qualified I am. But of course, yeah, I've seen all of them. Would watch all of them again. Have to raise my children on the lessons learned from Star Wars. So if that's a super fan, Doug, count me in. I would have liked to have been a Jedi. Eh, I think whatever. that makes you about where I am. I grew up. Okay. I grew up with Star Wars. Anyway, yeah. I, so okay, we've got that out of the way. Now I have to ask you: Did you watch the the trailer? <laughs> yes. What did you think? I sure did. Last Jedi. Like- are you excited? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm excited. I thought it looked good, man. Uh, the trailers for the last three, so the uh, Rogue One uh-huh. and then the, 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 the iteration before that, they, they've all been, they've all been uh, good. All the trailers have been inspiring me to see the movie. So which, I'm excited for them. Which is, which is what they are, they are supposed to do. But I feel like the Rogue One, the, well, the Rogue One trailer. There was a lot in there that didn't end up in the movie. It was a little bit of a controversy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they I'm sort of... That. Okay, well, but I felt like this one, this Last Jedi promo, even more so felt misleading. Like there was it, a lot in there. They're, they're pulling me in a... They're trying to pull me in a direction. Scenes that obviously are not taking place at the same time. And, and based on Rogue One, might not play, take place at all. I don't know. I'm just so down on trailers these days. I just don't. Uh, well, I'm not going to watch anymore. That's all I'm going to see. I'm not good. Gonna good. You're a one trailer it. guy. That's me too. I don't. I don't do these like I'm going to watch every trailer. Ruins the movie. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. So I did notice that uh, your man Kylo Ren had some sort of facial contusion early on in the in the trailer and then did not have it later on in the trailer so i don't know if it healed i don't know if that was like you said out of order first the first order has great plastic surgeons that's true all right let's start this show you are locked on hornets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day in a minute we live we live (laughs) 
This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to uh, see some podcasts on the NFL, the NBA, and fantasy sports. And the big key here, Locked On, we are daily. We are week daily, Monday through Friday, in your podcast feed, keeping you up to date on the teams that you love. So uh, if you are, have been listening to us for a while, maybe you want to get into Locked On Panthers, check them out. Bill Rossetti doing a, doing a great job over there. Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Locked On, you know, hopefully fantasy football is coming soon if we don't have it already. Check those out. Mm. I'm Doug Branson. We are coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios this morning in BEA beautiful Uptown Charlotte, heart of the Queen City. I'm joined by this fresh face to uh, my right, screen right, David Walker. Dude, it's the last preseason game tonight, Doug. We've been searching. Well, we have two. Actually, this is, well, it's Boston's last preseason game. Right. We've, we've got two more. Oh, God. <laughs> sure, sure, why not? Breaking okay. some news here to David Breaking. Walker. We've got a game tonight well, against the Boston Celtics. If and then you a can't game. see them, do they really happen? Okay, I mean, that's, you know what? You may have a good point, but the one on Friday against the Mavericks, if you go to Spectrum Center, you will be able to view it. Uh, it is also okay. at home. Yeah, they have five Fair preseason enough. games. Boston has four. So, uh, you know, the Hornets getting a little bit of extended preseason time. And with all of these injuries, David, they just might need it. Yeah. Okay. You're so right. In doing the Boston research, that must have uh, seeped into my brain because it's their last game. Yes. I, I, of course, I knew that the Hornets have a game on of course. Friday. Of course. Uh, hey, quick uh, notes on this uh, Boston game. We're going to preview it later on. We're also going to update you on some of these injuries, but I want to say this. If you are a member of our uh, Patreon, uh, if you are a member of the Nest, if you are a Buzz of Maniac, I've got a special ticket offer for tonight. Two free tickets to tonight's Celtics game, lower levels. So, uh, And it's for all levels of our patreon subscribers so head over to patreon.com forward slash loh and check that out and if you're not sign up right now and and get that free ticket offer uh, all you have to do is reply to the post and you'll be entered to win and our let's swarm charlotte members our lsc level members get double entries into that giveaway so get some free tickets tonight it will be the first of many giveaways that we do here on this show and if you're a member of our patreon you're going to get uh, special advantages for those giveaways. Okay, we got an update on Nick Batum's injury yesterday. The team announcing that the torn UCL in his left elbow will not require surgery. They will not be doing surgery. The team hopes that after six to eight weeks of rest and rehab, they can get Nick Batum back on the court. Now, if you go with the most conservative outlook, that would put him back on December 4th at home again the Orlando Magic having missed 21 games. Now, when compared with the prospect of not having him for an entire season, that sounds great. But as we pointed out when we did schedule analysis, David, the first months of the Hornets schedule, without a doubt, the toughest. Yeah, and you don't want to have him coming in, you know, a quarter of the way through and trying to mix in them. But yeah, given the outlook that we thought might be the case, 20 games is, is almost a gift at this point. And you know, certainly avoiding surgery, I think, is is a positive too. And they've just gotta they've gotta be able. You hope that he can just jump back into the starting lineup. I mean, that'll be the good thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. if that's the only mix up, then he can just 
um, hop right back into the starting lineup. Those guys are more than used to playing each other, of course, minus Dwight. But, um, you know, you hope that feel comes back and that they can, uh, you know, kind of get back to normal. But, man, yeah, there, I mean... There are there are a lot of positives to take away from this. He did get a chance to have some training camp with these guys. It, it didn't happen prior to training camp. Right. That's and why. it happened well before the... Right, so you're not burning season games rehab bias you know what i'm saying like he's already getting going back on the track to getting healthy exactly and and if you know anything about this team historically they don't tend to rush players back i mean they they like to get you know players back when there's no you know real chance of of uh, re-injury or no at least a increased chance of re-injury so you know six to eight weeks uh, I, I probably would say conservatively you know seven to eight weeks i think is probably a good estimate and uh, that's going, and but that schedule is tough, David. That's the thing I keep looking at. So those twenty-one games that I mentioned, so that's eight weeks. Fourteen of those twenty-one games are against probable playoff teams. There's a four-game road trip in November, and then two games against Cleveland and two games against San Antonio. So the Charlotte oh, Hornets, geez. their depth at the wing position will be uh, more than challenged in the first part of this season, and. And it will once again, I mean, you know, in in all probability, it will once again be on the Charlotte Hornets to perform well in the second half of the season in order to, you know, boost their, either boost their playoff positioning or get back into playoff positioning. Which they've kind of been able to do, right? I mean, minus last year when they even made a run last year. So, I mean, they've typically gotten better as the season has gone on and been able to make a push. And hopefully this year with the East, they'll be able to keep pace even without Batum for those 20 or so games. And hopefully it's just those 20 or so. Um, I think the first couple of weeks, first two weeks of the season are going to be huge too because they've got really got to win those games that they should win because you mentioned those four games against the Cavs and Spurs. So they need to get the wins where they can. His backup, Jeremy Lamb, left Monday's game with groin soreness. He's listed as doubtful for this game tonight against the Celtics. Hopefully Lamb can get back on the court soon at least for the regular season, because he was finishing up a productive offseason that had the attention of his coaches and fans alike, and he scored uh, uh, 17 points, over 17 points in in both of those preseason games that he was in, David. I mean, he was playing fantastically, but he has been known to kind of have these weird nagging injuries, whether it's an ankle, a foot, a groin, I mean, it just feels like it's mm-hmm. – and, and he's been taking care of his body. That's the strange thing. Right. It's just some of these players yeah. seem to be just sort of prone to these, you know, weird nagging injuries like this. Yeah, man. I mean, one year he stepped on a ball, right, at, at yeah. practice and got hurt. So, like, it's not – you can't really blame him for it. But I, I wouldn't expect to see him much more this preseason. The way things are going, I don't know who we're going to see, to be honest with you. But, yeah, if they don't have him out there, then, then it's – They've got really got to figure something out, but it sounded like the other night, and this was just Clifford's like quick game post game diagnosis that he wasn't overly concerned. So hopefully they get that rest and he can be ready to go for game one because that's something they definitely need. With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill up up to twenty five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. 
And a few of you have asked, where is Travion Graham? He's still dealing with that hamstring injury that began in Orlando in Summer League. It was re-aggravated in training camp, and he simply uh, can't get out there into camp or into one of these preseason games. It's a tough break for Graham, who looked poised to make an impact on this team and a case for guaranteeing his contract. But David, if you can't, if you can't practice, yeah. uh, there's probably some conditioning issues. Uh, if he can't get out there and and do all of the things that everyone else is doing, I mean, it takes it takes a lot of work to get ready for an NBA regular season. And you know, if if that hamstring is bothering him, it's going to keep him off the court. Yeah, that's a real unfortunate one too, because I think everybody pulls for a guy like that. And we talked about Trevion before just trying to secure another spot and man you're right and when you're in that situation you can't really afford to be dealing with with injuries um speaking of injuries too much speaking of injuries how are you doing you missed you you were out you were declared out surgery you were declared out for yesterday's show because you were getting uh the final i guess it is the final step on your hand your hand injury that you suffered in a rec league uh uh super championship season championship serious thing that's right championship season rec league i do it all over again doug just for that championship um, you gotta leave it all yeah. out there you leave your entire no, cut, cut your entire hand off leave it out there <laughs> i left an entire finger out there and they left <laughs> and the and the doctor left a pin in my broken finger which is why i had to go back in under the knife so if i can say mm. anything to Nick Batum's surgery, like decision whether or not to go, um, given the option, if they tell him he doesn't have to, I'm thinking he's going to side with not going into surgery. It's, it's not fun. It sucks. And uh, yeah, I mean, me and Nick Batum are in the exact same situation. Right yeah, now, exact, we're high exact, level athletes, right? Uh, trying to get back to championship form. <laughs> uh, I think if you, you know, if you're Nick Batum and you've spent all summer getting ready for oh. this NBA season. And and you've really focused on your game, and you've made a you've you've committed yourself to this season. I think you can understand why he would choose not to have the surgery, right? Oh yeah, you, yeah, you can understand totally. doing anything that he can mm-hmm. to get back out out on the court. And as he mentioned in his Twitter post, it is his off hand or it is his off elbow. It's not, uh, you know, and he's not throwing a baseball, right? Yeah, you hope some of that is accurate though right like he was pretty humorous about it and in good twitter spirits i suppose so like i don't know how much you can read from that but maybe he's hopeful right that he can at least he knows his body and can get back out there better than uh having to go through surgery because that's you want to avoid that it's it's not it's it's not fun for but you're doing stuff for the doctors you're doing okay oh yeah yeah me i'm good thanks All right, the Hornets are set to make their home preseason debut tonight against the Boston Celtics tip-off scheduled for 7 o'clock p.m. The game will be on ESPN, and of course they are playing at home. And this is exciting. Uh, We we don't take enough time to just be excited. This is exciting, the preseason. I I wonder if they regret, I don't know how much control they necessarily had, but I wonder how unfortunate or how much they regret having those three away games. You know, with all these injuries, all these injuries, you all right? You need some coffee? You good? (laughs) (laughs) I've got some coffee. You just called me and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I was going to say that too. It is kind of odd that they've. I I said, let's be excited and you yawned. That's what uh, uh, you're like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've almost gone through two weeks though, and, and they have not, yeah, they have not been home. And with all the injuries, yeah, it's weird. 
they, I'm sure they would have preferred to have been here, but what are you going to do? What this are you going to do, Doug? I don't, I don't know. I don't really don't know do how think, preseason scheduling do you, works. Do you think, do you think they coincided that with the opening of the team store or vice versa? Probably oh, vice versa. Okay. Well, there may have been some of those financial reality. Who knows? I don't know. I certainly don't. Uh, this will be the second. I'll look this up. That's this why will, you tune in. That's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, preseason scheduling. I, I think people can let us slide on that. Uh, this will be the second preseason matchup against the Boston Celtics. The Hornets opened up their preseason schedule with a loss to the Celtics 94-82 to back on October 2nd. Boston will be without big man Aaron Baines, who frustrated Dwight Howard at times during their first meeting and uh, looked like all of Australia. I took a look at Baines in the shower. He looks like all of Australia. <laughs> in the shower. So no, unfortunately, we can't uh, we can't find no uh, put, yeah no Heinsohn in the shower. I mean, you know, there's ESPN. I don't know if uh, Sports Boston is even going to be broadcasting the game, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, no Aaron Baines for this one. Uh, as we said before, the Hornets will be without Nick Batum. Add to that, Michael Carter Williams and Travion Graham. Those are all definites. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is doubtful. Third string point guard Julian Stone is questionable. Good news though, David. Fourth string point guard Marcus Page has been upgraded to probable. <laughs> he missed the last game there we go. with an ankle sprain, so we might get a good look at Marcus Page, although TJ Williams did a great job uh, filling in in the meantime. Uh, we don't have updated probable starters, but this could be an opportunity for rookie guard Malik Monk to get a good look in the starting lineup. Would this be a positive development for the rookie? Oh, of course. Yeah, I think anything going that direction would be good for him. You don't, you don't want to see that? I think it's preseason, Doug. I mean, you might as well, given the people that given the bodies they have out there, give them a little run, see what he can do. No? You don't well, want to do that? Well, I mean, if, if preseason is about getting ready for the regular season, and if you think Jeremy, yeah, but if you think Jeremy, you, you Lamb, asked him, you, you asked him about his score, man. He's good on that. I mean, nineteen. Yeah. Well, yeah, nineteen points in the last two preseason games. Uh, he had a chance in the last one to run the offense. He's certainly taken a lot of shots some of those shots were were less than quality looks Uh, if he does indeed get the start it will be interesting to see how he holds up defensively because Boston's going to run out uh, Gordon Hayward at the shooting guard position which will that assignment will most likely go to Michael Kidd Gilchrist who was out in the last preseason game for personal reasons but looks to be available for this game so that assignment will go to MKG and then that leaves Jalen Brown, six all six seven and two hundred and twenty five pounds of Jalen Brown, uh, guarding or, or going up against Malik Monk, and and that yeah. is you know that's a little worrisome. I think uh, you you I think you'd much rather have Lamb do that, or w- would you be surprised, David, if Steve Clifford decided to start Dwayne Bacon instead to get someone with the size and the sort of the similar game to Jeremy Lamb in with the starters early and then lean on Monk heavily for the rest of the game just to kind of keep keep the team in that groove. Double M15 on the chat saying, what up, Ness? What up, Double M15? We're talking about Malik Monk, his the possibility of starting him in this preseason game because there will be no Nick Batum, no, possibly no Jeremy Lamb. He's listed as doubtful for this game. What do you think, David? I I, well, I think maybe you could – look, he the, the, he hasn't been announced as a starter quite yet, so I think nah. there might be some thought of, of giving a guy like Dwayne Bacon who has the who has the similar size to Lamb the, the starter role for tonight to keep that groove going to get mm-hmm. ready for the regular season. 
and has played well. I mean, the fact that that's even a thought, even in, in your mind, is positive, I think, for the for the play of, of Bacon, right? And Monk. I mean, they've both played relatively well in this preseason, and especially Bacon being a second-round guy. But, I mean, I would ask this. Who is more likely or who is closer to being a starter in the regular season, right? You, you still think it would be Bacon? No, then I no. I look if, if you're down that many, I think you play your best players at some point, and yeah. you you go with 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 Malik so, Monk. So from that standpoint, I, I I would lean towards throwing Monk out there if you're going to start one of the two and just give him a look. I mean, it's preseason. I think they're both going to play a ton tonight, regardless, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think you know it's with all of these injuries piling up. I think they're yeah. going to continue to get those reserves as many opportunities as possible to to make sure that they are ready. And uh, yeah, Dwayne Bacon five point seven points this uh, this preseason and averaging five rebounds as well. He's really hitting the boards. Yeah one one thing I I loved about Malik Monk's game the other night and pairing him with someone Doug uh, was pairing him with Cody Zeller because. We've talked about the screens and the space that Zeller can create for Kimba Walker and other shooters. And yeah. I think for having him out there with Monk is going to do wonders for him just as a rookie. Any little extra space he can get. And you saw it on some of those ball screens, right? Like Monk would flare out and just have a wide open look relatively off the screen from uh, Zeller. So I think the more those two can play together, especially early on, that's going to help Monk a lot because he's just, he just, he just knows how to put his body in a good position to either give the ball back to the ball handler or create more space for the shooter. And in this case, it would be Malik Monks. I mean, that's a scenario that I really look forward to seeing. And so having him on that second unit, that would be a plus uh, on, to do it on that side. I think, Regardless, I think they're, they're going to play uh, a, a quite a good bit tonight. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I like that combination. It helps Monk a lot. Double M15 on the chat saying, if you are playing matchup Bacon, so if you're playing the matchup, go with Dwayne Bacon. If you are looking for the future, Monk's got to get the reps with all of uh, the defenders. Yeah. And then Matthew's saying Monk has to start, create a matchup problem for them. Can Brown yeah. guard Monk? That well, that's a good I think that's a good question. You might well you'd see you you might see each team attacking the other. Uh, with well, I think the Hornets could attack the the Celtics both with uh, Monk and uh, Dwight Howard, and, and they'll certainly look to do that. Now, I, I I wonder about the other end of the floor for the Hornets in terms of defense against the Celtics because they'll be starting rookie Jason Tatum. He's listed as a probable starter at power forward in place of Aaron Baines in the last matchup. Clifford does what he often does against the Celtics. He switched Marvin Williams onto Al Horford to guard his outside shooting, his mobility, and had Howard on Baines. Baines went on to light them up from the mid-range. Does Clifford stick with that plan and leave Howard on the springy and quicker Jason Tatum, or do you you put Marvin on Tatum and take your chances with Dwight Howard guarding uh, Al Horford's three-point shot? It's going to be a tough decision there for Clifford, don't you think? Yeah, I think you got to put I think you got to ask Marvin to stay with the quicker guy. Plus, I think you can lay off Tatum, especially at this point from three. Um, at yeah. least from what I saw in that first game, he he is not that that is not there yet. Uh, granted, I, that's the only preseason Celtics game I've watched, but I think you can give him a little more rim. Even then, doesn't that sound weird that you can give him more rim than Al Horford? But I think you have to at least step out there and guard Horford from three because he's shown he can knock it down. Absolutely. Well, it, and he has. <laughs> 
And Horford's a, a weird beast because he's, yes, he can hit that three, but the reason uh, I think they put Marvin on him as well is because he's got a good shot fake and drive. Like he's, he's yes. really mobile uh, for his size. So you always have to watch out for old Al Horford. Uh, let's see, double M15 saying also you might want to work on getting the team more and more used to playing with each other. Uh, a great point as well. I mean, uh, it, it's there's some tough lineup decisions when you when you're missing your 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 top two options at the starting shooting guard position. You're going to be missing your top two options at the backup point guard position. So yeah. listen, wh- whether Monk starts or not in this game, he's going to get plenty of opportunities uh, in this one, uh, probably to run the offense in the second half once again. Uh, <laughs> David yeah. M. on the chat saying, this still shot of David is creeping me out a little. Looks like he's looking into the souls of all the Dugaholics. <laughs> well, it's better than the phone symbol. I, at least we, at least it's like, it's, it, it does kind of look like I have your picture mounted on my wall and, and you're talking another to me another one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what else are you watching <laughs> for in this game, David? Well, Doug, uh, something last season that killed the Hornets was the three-point defense. You know, they gave up, mm-hmm. what, more three-pointers uh, per game to opponents last year than uh, just about anyone in the league, and I went back and looked. Similarly, in the last preseason, they gave up about the same as what they're giving up now. Um, you know, it's been a 30-plus attempts for the Hornets, and that continued into the, uh, to the regular season last year. But comparatively, they're around 20 uh, in the league so far mm-hmm. this preseason. Now that 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 rank actually includes some of the uh, some of the the foreign opponents that have played in the, the NBA stats included some yeah. of these foreign teams. Melbourne, but um, yeah, Chinese but, teams, right? Exactly. So they did beat some of those, but uh, comparatively last year they were still at the bottom of the bucket. This year they're like I said around 20th, so not great. We'll have to see how that plays into the season because I mean you you would imagine three-point attempts are not going to go down, um, you know, as we continue on in this three-point revolution. But that's certainly something to keep an eye on because they're still giving up about 30 attempts per game. And, you know, so the Celtics are, are one of those teams that are going to try and space you out and shoot some threes again, even though – I mean, is Kyrie is Kyrie playing tonight? Or are they, he, he didn't play the other night, I don't think. No, well, they rested most of their starters against Philadelphia on Monday. So that's what has me a little bit worried in this game because I feel like – there's a there's a good chance that they could play all of these starters and really use it as a tune-up, a final tune-up, because this is the final game for the Boston Celtics, final preseason game before uh, they, they hunker down and get ready for their first regular yeah. season matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers on opening night. And you wonder, will they use this as as a means to just test everything that they would use in a regular season game? And in that case... Uh, the Hornets, who are hobbled right now, uh, could be in in a lot of trouble. And Gordon Hayward has yet to score in double figures in any of these mm. preseason games. So it mm. just feels like he's primed to really see, you know, stretch the legs out, see what he can do, put the seat all the way down, really go <laughs> after it. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, well, I wouldn't. Wor- well, one thing I've learned, uh, you know, I was, I was really nervous after the first Celtics game, and you helped talk me off the ledge a little bit. And then I saw a lot of these other preseason scores trickling out, like uh, the Warriors getting beat and the Cavs getting beat. And then I remembered it is just preseason. So even though this one's on national TV, and even yeah. though we're getting closer to the regular season, um, it, it, it's it, it's still preseason. So we want to see some improvement, and we want to see some things going well, but. 
given all the injuries and the issues going on with the Hornets, uh, I just don't want to see <laughs> any more any more injuries. And I'd like to see, you know, Monk play well, and I'd like to see a little little shot of life out of Frank. To be honest with you, because I oh, think we, you're you're segueing. Okay, okay. You want me to take it? You want to well, take? Well, <laughs> let me let me just say one more thing. One more thing to watch in this game. Watch out for G League yep. MVP Abdel Nader. He had a great game against the Hornets in that first preseason matchup, and. One of my draft heartthrobs, Semi Ojale, also plays for the Celtics, and he hit uh, three three-pointers against the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers in that last game. So Boston's gonna, going to have much better depth than they did last season, and uh, watch yeah. out for those two, in the, especially in the second half. Um, Want to take a quick second before we get to that segment that uh, David was segueing to. To tell you about something we started here on Locked On Hornets, it's a way for you to get access to more Hornets content, support the show, and it starts at only a dollar a month. It's called Patreon. The website is patreon.com forward slash LOH. For those that are in uh, on this YouTube live stream uh, a little late, I just want to tell you what I said at the top of the show, which is we are giving away two free tickets to tonight's game against the Boston Celtics, two lower level seats. Uh, It's for Patreon members only. I've posted in the Patreon page. Uh, All you have to do is reply to it, and uh, you'll be entered to win. And if you're an LSC member of our Patreon uh, subscribers, you uh, will get double entries into this giveaway. So go check that out now. It's just one of the many benefits you get as a member of The Nest as one of our Buzz of Maniacs. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash LOH and sign up if you haven't already. Okay. So as you were saying, David, you're, you're going to be watching Frank Kaminsky closely in this game. And, and I think it's, you know, there's two preseason games left. Uh, we, we, we hammered that out at the beginning of the show. And I, I think it's a good time to sort of start to talk about things that we want to see change before the regular season. And I will let you go first, David. You're looking at Frank Kaminsky right now. Yeah, Doug, he was a guy that we kind of targeted as a potential breakout guy on this roster i may be rethinking that maybe shifting that over to lamb based on what we've seen in the preseason but shooting just 10 percent from three so far in this preseason obviously a small sample size um mm-hmm. but look one of 10. not one of 10 and i the thing we've seen from frank i think throughout his career is that you know it takes him a little while to get adjusted, whether it's mm-hmm. lineup wise or whether it's, you know, playing combination wise or just getting a feel for things. And a lot goes into that. I mean, the injury didn't help last year, but man, you wanted to see a little bit better performance in the preseason from, from Frank, because he's going to be a key guy and shooting 10% from three. Obviously I don't think he's going to do that, but you, you need to, you'd like to see him knock a few down because that was a big thing for him last year, trying to get some consistency, especially from three. And uh, that's well below what we've seen from him is in his career. And 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 take what you will for defensive rating, but that ain't good either. <laughs> uh, he's you know 114 defensive rating right now, uh, according to NBA.com. By far the worst of of any you know preseason or any career spots for Frank. So um, hopefully he can get adjusted again. Last time I think what there was a you know a lineup changes playing with Marvin playing with a different group of guys, but it's his third year. He, he needs to be able to adjust, I think, a little bit better and and, and, and get going here, don't you think? Yeah, and uh, David L. Uh, saying it's a huge year for Frank, wondering if we've seen what he is and that's what we're going to get. 
And I, I think that's the big concern, especially heading into yeah. this season when, you know, he's had a fully healthy off season. You know, there there are no excuses. There are no issues physically. There, there's nothing to to lean on. So everyone's going to be looking at his performance and, and, and making judgments based on that alone. And uh, it yeah. is preseason. So we'll caution, we'll caution against any shooting numbers. I mentioned Kimba's shooting numbers last preseason yeah. were awful, and he went on to have one of the best shooting seasons of his career. Players use this time to get ready, to try things. We've seen, we've seen Frank Kaminsky try his like Dirk Nowitzki turnaround oh on one leg shot. Yeah. He hit it against yeah. uh, Miami. He's hit it a few times. He's missed it a few times. But, you know, you use this time to try things. And, and you know, Frank has played in a, a different – he played in a different playing group in the last game and didn't really get involved in, in the offense much. And, and I think that's what would worry me as we get into this – in these last two regular season games. If he starts to retreat, if he starts to stop taking three-point shots, that would be – concerning to me as we look that definitely I think he can't go one for four again I think you know now that he's he'll be back in his normal role he'll he'll need to be more involved uh, in the offense so uh, I really hope MKG gets back so that Frank can head back to the bench get those looks that he got in Detroit where he was one of eight from beyond the arc and and start to knock them down and and I think he can and for Hornets fans they're certainly hoping that he will uh the let's see what what's mine for me it's first quarter defense so they gave up 32 points to Detroit they gave up 36 points to the Heat um, it, it's time to see the defense start to organize David uh, the, the there were high expectations set by head coach Steve Clifford for this defense wants him to be a top five defensive team that not there <laughs> they're not there right now and it starts in the first quarter it starts with the starters and and certainly. You know, um, really, I mean, you, you lose Nick Batum, who wasn't the anchor necessarily of your defense, uh, could could be a lockdown defender when he wanted to be, could loosen up on defense when he wanted to as well. But Jeremy Lamb has looked g- good defensively. He's got He's gotten some mentions from Steve Clifford about, you know, sort of looking better on defense. So they hope to get him back and healthy. But but once – and again, I, I'm, I'm less – worried about this until we see the starters and and the rotations play their normal amount of minutes. But yeah. at the same time, that's why I point to first quarter defense because the first quarter of these preseason games, we've seen rotations be pretty much what they're going to be. And I think they need to get off to a better start defensively. I'll certainly be looking for that uh, tonight against the Celtics. They actually did a good job against the Celtics in that first matchup, held them to 22 points, got physical with Kyrie, and were able to prevent uh, MKG, was very aggressive with Gordon Hayward. So we'll see if that trend continues as well. Uh, so, David, um, that's really it for me. Final thoughts before we head into this home preseason game. This is exciting. We get to see the Hornets. They'll be in uniform with our eyeballs. We'll get to see... On national TV or in the arena, we're going to get to see Dwight Howard in a Hornets uniform. That's going to be that's right. 
That's right. I'll be interested to see that the reaction from the crowd too. You know, the opening or the uh, preseason practice yeah. was a good turnout. Preseason's um, weird. Preseason's weird. I know, with I, I'm not. I, I'm just saying. Just saying. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a jolt finally playing. Even some of these. Home. bigger I'm not markets, saying it's gonna be a sellout. Yeah. Well, even yeah. some of these bigger markets. It's weird. People. People just see preseason and they go, "I'm not going. I can't get out there." And it's an uptown arena, so it's a little like you got. It's an effort, you know, to get there. So, yeah, but the the team store is opening. I mentioned that earlier. It's true. Fan shop opening tonight. That's that's very true. Uh, new fan shop. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, get your gear. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a uh, post-game report on this game. I'm going to be in the arena tonight covering this game. Uh, so uh, check us out on Instagram on uh, at Locked on Hornets. And then on Facebook, I'm going to try to do a little live pregame thing i'm not making any promises because i don't know this is all new for me so i gotta i gotta figure things out when i get there um but i'm gonna try to do something on facebook i'm gonna be posting stuff on instagram so you want to make sure double m15 is gonna be there with with the newbie with the newborn all right make sure you got the you got some of these right here some of these headphones uh protect those protect those uh, ocular nerves uh okay enjoy the preseason game tonight guys thanks so much for listening to locked on hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Follow us on Twitter as well and subscribe to us uh, if you haven't already. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Hornets. We're back again tomorrow for David. I'm Doug. For David's creepy picture, I'm Doug. (laughs) Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Celtics. Let's swarm Charlotte. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.